0: Kevin Mondro here, Coach Dro, D-R-O. Welcome back to the Tell Me Your Story Coach podcast. The podcast where we advocate coaches and help young coaches learn from the coaches telling these stories. Before today's conversation, I wanted to share one pretty cool thing that I saw on social media this past week. I saw a classmate from high school write this about his son winning an award at his end-of-the-year school athletic banquet. He wrote, quote, his coach saw something in him that he didn't see in himself, end quote. High-level coaching right there. I get goosebumps every time I read that quote. And this is from an eighth-grade football coach. Coaches can truly coach anywhere, at any level. I'm so convinced. If you are a Division I men's basketball program and in need of an MTE for this upcoming season... I would highly suggest you connect with Jacob Rittenhauer and Darren Sorensen, ASAP. In my opinion, Jacob and Darren are as good as they get when putting together multiple team-exempt tournaments. Former D1 high-level coaches themselves, Jacob and Darren understand the dynamics of college basketball scheduling. Please reach out to me, and I will connect you with Jacob and Darren in regards to the Jersey Mike's St. Pete Classic. St. Petersburg in December, high-level games to get your team ready for conference play. Also, never a bad thing to be in the Tampa Bay region in mid-December. In addition, the 2022 Jersey Mike's Jamaica Classic has a loaded field this upcoming season. I can't wait to watch the TV coverage this November. The 2023 and 2024 Jersey Mike's Jamaica Classics are also looking for high-level BCS programs. Who want big-time televised matchups? And, oh yeah, the wonderful beaches of Montego Bay. Finally, if you are a women's Division I basketball program, Jacob and Darren are working hard on getting your program to Jamaica very soon. Let's just say, put 2023 on your calendar's women basketball programs. Contact me at tellmeyourstorycoach at gmail.com, and I will connect you with Jacob and Darren immediately. Today, we are talking to Coach Walt Offit. Coach Walt is currently an assistant coach for Coach Ryan Peden at Illinois State University. Coach Peden was chosen to lead the Illinois State program this past offseason. And Coach Peden was a high-level assistant coach coming off a great run. Assistant Coach Chris Holtman at Ohio State and Butler for seven seasons. And one of Coach Ryan Peden's first hire was Coach Walt. Coach Offit is an incredible young assistant coach. You are going to soon hear that Coach Walt is a rising star in this industry. For the past three seasons, Coach Walt was an assistant coach for Coach Todd Kowalczyk. This year, Toledo had a 26-8 record. The Rockets also won back-to-back Mid-American Conference titles. Prior to his time at Toledo, Coach Walt spent two seasons at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. At Chattanooga, under the guidance of Coach Lamont Paris, Coach Walt helped land a top 100 recruiting class in 2018, according to 247sports.com. Coach Walt was also the director of basketball operations at Ball State for Coach James Whitford, and he was a graduate assistant coach at Illinois for Coach John Gross. Actually, Coach Walt and Coach Peden were on the same staff at Illinois. Coach Walt played at both Ohio State and Ohio. At Ohio, he played a massive role in helping the Bobcats win 29 games and advance to the NCAA Sweet 16 in 2012. Oh, by the way, after wins versus Michigan and South Florida in the big dance, Coach Walt dropped 26 points versus North Carolina. Finally, Coach Walt was an incredible high school player in Indianapolis. Subscribe, rate, and review on whatever platform that you are currently listening. Remember, we are everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Please keep telling your coaching friends about this podcast. The bigger audience we can create, the bigger impact we can make with younger coaches. Follow Tell Me Your Story Coach on Instagram, at Tell Me Your Story Coach. Follow Tell Me Your Story Coach on Twitter, at Coach Kevin Dro. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Kevin Mondro. By the way, if you need summer gear ASAP, check out my show notes below and connect with Moneyball Sportswear. Enter the promo code DRO, D-R-O, and gear up. And if you need a new book to read this summer, I recommend the book Deep, The Life of Rob Murphy, Alive with Purpose. Also, see my show notes for how you can secure a copy of this amazing book by Coach Merv. Enough of Coach DRO. Let's get to Coach Walt Offit. And tell his story. Walt, why do you coach? I think it started at a young age. I got a brother. uh, I don't know if you know the name, but his name is Joshua
1: Jones. Uh, He's at North Dakota State. We grew up together, and uh, it was funny because we always played video games and college football, college basketball when it was out, 2K. And we would always do things, especially in college games, where we could recruit, where we could coach. And you had all these different metrics, you know, on the video games where it it, it made you be a coach, a recruiter, and that always intrigued us when we was you know, when we were younger. Hmm. We both, you know, obviously we're good enough, you know, basketball players where we both play collegially. Uh, obviously, I went to Ohio State uh, out of high school and then Ohio University. And then uh, uh, he actually, uh, Joshua Jones, he's, he's not an assistant at North Dakota State, but he also played at East Kentucky for Jeff Neubauer. I think, you know, that had a lot to do with it, man. Just our knack for wanting to recruit, our knack for wanting to coach and have different systems in place and doing things like that. And I think, you know, the coaches that inspired us, both of us and myself, was a guy named Scott Hetty. He was my high school coach. Uh, back at Warren Central, a very real respected coach in Indiana, mm-hmm. who a lot of people know. He was at Warren Central, then uh, went on to Carmel to win state championships. And now he's at NIA coaching, Mary head coach. So, you know, having, having that background and, and also uh, wanting to help kids uh, just grow and develop uh, as, you know, not only as players, but as people and, and in the classroom as well. So
0: I, I would say those
1: things really, really uh, hit home with me and wanting to jump right into coaching after I got done playing.
0: So funny. So my son's just graduating well just finishing up kindergarten and one of the things we've talked about all year is if you finish up kindergarten you can get a nintendo switch (laughs) it's just wild (laughs) listening to you talk about how like and i've never heard that before like one of the ideas of why you wanted to coach was with you and your brother playing video games that's super (laughs) that's really really cool it it hit home with me
1: i'm I'm telling you it's unique man we you know because back in you know they they didn't have college basketball too long because of lawsuits that came out right Right. all that stuff (laughs) <laughs> right, with all the colleges and having, you know, jersey numbers compared to this guy, whatever. But it'll be in the different NCAA football, <laughs> it'll all be different too. Right? No question. But in NCAA football, Kev, you, you had to recruit certain, uh, certain athletes. You had to pitch them on how did you want to recruit them? What were you selling them on? Were you selling them on tradition? Were you selling them on playing time? Were you selling them on location? you had to do all that stuff in the college football game. And I think that, you know, that we, we love doing that, man. When we we're younger, man. And it's, I think that's, you know, kind of what we always wanted to do. And uh, it just kept growing. And, and we started, you know, just learning how the game works, learning how you got into coaching, learning that networking was a big part of it, learning that recruiting is also a big part of it. And being a good person is another aspect of it. And connections and all, this, all these things work, work together to, uh, to get you to this level
0: that's really cool you know so i loved watching you play you you mentioned ohio state and then ohio 29 wins on that 2011-12 team beat michigan south florida in the ncaa tournament you have 26 versus north carolina in the sweet 16 i mean you were a tremendous basketball player you mentioned your high school coach but who really inspired you to want to coach
1: You know, like I said, it's a combination of a lot of factors. You know, if I had to really pick a couple coaches, obviously I'd start with Scott Hetty, just because, you know, that was my first experience, and he opened my eyes to what it takes to be successful, right, Mm -hmm. as a coach. From practice planning every day to what we did on an everyday basis and a weekly basis to preparation, and scouting to preparation in terms of how do you you get better as a player. And I think it, I think I'm telling you, high school coaching is important because it lays the foundation for you, Cav. And I mm-hmm. think you know he kind of laid the blueprint for me, and then I jumped right into college. Right, I played for even though I didn't you know stay at Ohio State, I still was coached by Mata, which is very respected, and he's um, a really really good coach. I just didn't get the playing time I wanted, but you know I still <laughs> learned a lot from him. Right, and then I went to you know play. For uh, John Gross, yeah. So I played for him for a couple, of, you know, sit-out year, and then you know, obviously, year we went to Sweet Sixteen. But then, you know, after I got done there, uh, well, he left to go to Illinois, right? And then I had Jim Christian for a year, which wow. is really, really respected, right? Mm-hmm. And then I get done playing from there, and then you know, I coach under John Gross at Illinois, Illinois High Major spot, and then I I go down and I was with, with James Withford, which he was on under Sean Miller, and then I was with Lamont Paris and, uh that that has West West tree. I um, with Ty Kowalczyk. That's very respected. And uh, now I'm with uh, obviously uh, Ryan Peden. So I think a lot of factors, all those guys in, in combination with each other helped me kind of, you know, the, you know, the reason why I wanted to coach is kind of like that background that I have as far as different coaches. And I think it helped me um, kind of navigate getting into coaching and, and learning a lot.
0: So you mentioned Coach Gross and obviously crushed it this year at Akron NCAA Tournament. Amazing season. You know, you mentioned being a GA for him. It's just amazing, too, just the amount of great coaches that you've been around in such a short time. You know, everyone's successful. (laughs) It's just great men, great leaders. But, you know, going back to Illinois, and I didn't know this, I was just kind of glancing at your bio this morning. So two master's degrees. You earned a second master's when you are at Illinois. A couple years ago, I think you just got on staff at Toledo. I was at Eastern Michigan with the men, yep. and Walt, you were relentless with me, Joe, Joe, Joe. Are your guys registered to vote? Are all you guys registered to vote, and I think the NABC had a campaign to make sure all the players were you know registered to vote, no matter what your political association or where you wanted to go with the election, but you felt it was so important, and it was a COVID year, and you were you know mm-hmm. you're constantly on me like Joe, Joe, are the guys set? To me, it's really where my level of respect for you kind of took another chapter another level but we're going to talk about just like a little bit about what you've learned in your coaching journey so far but how important is the word education to you in your coaching philosophy
1: i I think it's huge you know i don't you know obviously it's a you know you can go a lot of different ways with this i think a lot of a lot of people say well you don't necessarily need a degree to be successful I, i think it's uh I think it's an element to that where you can, you can go, go in some different professions where you don't necessarily need a master's degree or something to be successful. But uh, for me personally, uh, I think it, you know, from my background being that I have the, um, not, not a lot of people in my family have a bachelor's degree. Let alone a master's degree, right? So for me, it was really, really important, right, to to kind of establish that education, you know, for me and my family, my family, you know, as I move forward and uh, get older, uh, when I have a family someday. So, I, and I think it helped me, man. I think it, you know, I think it, it you know, education correlates to to I think uh, some of the things uh, on the court, you know, in terms of some of the things you learn. And I have, so I have two master's degrees. One is great in the teaching aspect of education where most teachers go through that education. And I that, I got that master's at Illinois, where you got your license and all that stuff. But also in Ohio, before that, I got it, it was in like, you know, coaching education. Mm. So it, it was directly, uh, you know, beneficial to me on the court. And, you know, we talked about, you know, development and um, all different ages from, you know, elementary, grade school kids, to you know, middle school to high school to also professional athletes and how to you know, different, you know, uh, strategies to input different things uh, to help you uh, with coaching. Those two things are a little bit different, but I think it, you know, in in all uh, and in combination of the two, I think it helps me uh, become the best I can be uh, uh, as far as on the court and coaching and, and also dealing with our players as well, because, A lot of people don't realize, you know, drugs that we we don't, you know, honestly, college coaches, you know, they think of just college, just just coaching on the floor. A lot of it, to be honest with you, is off the floor development and you got to handle so many other aspects right other than basketball for these guys uh, which i think a lot of people out there don't get until they actually see the day-to-day schedules of what we kind of do
0: so you mentioned coach peden you guys obviously work together at illinois you're one of coach peden's first hires at illinois state his first year in the valley you could just paint you know, a picture who is ryan peden
1: you know what ryan peden is as good as person that i've been around um i think uh You know, if you look at his background from being in the MAC, from starting at Miami Ohio years ago with Charlie Coles, and and then working his way to Kent State uh, with Jimmy Christian and that that family, and then he, you know, similar again, again similar to in terms of you know me, you know, in terms of all the connections that he made, in, in terms of the people and the culture that he has worked for and been with, is amazing, and I think because of that, it shaped him to be who he is now. Like I just mentioned, right. Charlie Coe's in Miami, Ohio, Jim Christian, and that family, what they've done at Kent State. He worked for Todd Walsh at Toledo. He worked for John Gross in Illinois, right? Now he's, now he's worked with Chris Holtman for the last seven years. Mm-hmm. So I, I think all that, you know, is really, really important. And not that you, you know, you're, you're going all to, the, all the coaches and, and the people uh, that I've been around in the profession, uh, that have been around as many coaches as he's been around, they take bits and pieces from everybody. Right, and when he take him, you know, take some good from John Gross, take some good from Chris Hope, take some good from Jim Crispin, take some, you know, some good from Charlie Cole, and you combine all those things, and that's you know how he's going to win the coach. And I think, uh, you know, over the years, when I, you know, obviously I, uh, I was with Coach Pete at Illinois for, um, that's where we met. Was at the University of Illinois, when I, we were working in the same office, working for John Gross, but all those things are going to help shape who he is as a coach. And I think he's very, very, you know, ready. You know, he's really he's really ready to be a head coach in terms of how he wants to play offensively, how he wants to play defensively. It's not one of those things where, you know, he wasn't prepared for this. He was, you know, he he actually, between you and I, like most people know, he turned down some jobs, right, out there to to get the perfect spot for him where he felt like he could be really, really successful. Mm-hmm. Um, And he felt like that he could do that at Illinois State, you know, based on our tradition, you know, the tradition and the recruiting uh, areas that we can head and the people that surround it with us and the great administration, but he's a great person. You know, he's, he's very genuine. Uh, I think he, you know, in this business, I think some of that stuff can get lost in the shuffle with someone just being overall, just a genuine uh, human being. I think that's going to help and serve, Uh, us well, Illinois State, where people get to know not only uh, Coach Pete but our staff as well.
0: It's pretty incredible that you guys are both grinding away in the Illinois office a few years back. (laughs) Well, both when you were, you know, developed this relationship and friendship. And now that he hires you, it's awesome. I'm really looking forward to watching you guys in the Valley in year one. And, And I do agree with you with Ryan, obviously high level, you know, one of the top assistant coaches in the country the last few years. And You know, it's always, it's always cool to hear when someone said, you know, they want to be ready. And it obviously sounds like Coach Peden is off to a great start and having his philosophies and and, and ready to go. I I think that's so important for, for younger coaches when you think about approaching a, a potential head coaching job.
1: Oh, no question. And I, and I think, too, to go alongside with, you know, with all that stuff you just said about them. I think the fact that, you know, at Ohio State, they did they, things a little differently where and people know it, right? They had the offense coordinator, the defense coordinator. and Coach Peden, right? His, his job was to handle the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he, he did that for the last, you know, seven years with Chris Holman, last five at Ohio State, and dating back to uh, even, even at Butler. I think that helps you, man. When your sole job is to handle a particular area of the team, that helps you become a – it helps you train and at least get you ready to become a head coach because, you know, most of the stuff, he, you know, he in practice, he was designed to put in certain drills for the offense. He was – you know, he put in all the plays. He put in the, you know, underneath out of bounds, sideline out of bounds, right, all that stuff, right? And I think because of that, I think it helped him you know, uh, prepare himself to be a head coach. Because honestly, it's different when you're, when you got to call the shots and stuff, but when you're a cheer over. But I think those things that uh, that Chris Holtman uh, at Ohio State did and at Butler
0: helped prepare him to be that guy that, that's ready. Talk about offense. You are coming from a program that could flat out score the basketball. Three incredible seasons at Toledo, back-to-back regular season titles, 26 wins this past season. What was it like working for Todd Kowalczyk?
1: Oh, it was, it was great. He's one of the the best coaches I've been around. I've been lucky with some of the connections and head coaches I've been able to work for and be be around. And uh, he's special, man. And I think he's, you know, it's crazy. He's not just a head coach. He is a CEO. Mm. Like, and what I mean, what I mean by that, he, you know, some head coaches, right, they just handle basketball or they just handle certain things, right? Just You know, they don't focus on other aspects of the program. Well, with him, man, one of the main things, other than offensively, which we'll get into, I learned a lot from But he handles all aspects of the program, from fundraising to, you know, to dealing with our guys. Uh, how much money are they getting paid? You know, what else can we do? You know, food, how much food can we give them? What food are we, are, we trying to, are we trying to feed them? Locker room upgrades, how can we make that better? It's amazing how much of an impact that he had on our program at Toledo, especially since he's he's been there so long, you would think that, it, you know, that he would be, you know, kind of, now nah, I'm just going to handle this. No, he, he's involved in a lot.
0: Right. I learned a lot from just being a part of, uh, of that program for the last few years. You know, one of the things that I loved about, at Toledo and we talked about this a little bit off air just telling me about the staff that you guys have now at Illinois State and some impressive Mm -hmm. impressive people but you know I was in the MAC for 10 years and this past season with the women so 11 years and I've watched all different staff dynamics and one thing about Toledo the staff was linked as one yourself coach Massey coach Ingram coach Loft you know always to me looked like you guys got along so well and you guys were always all dialed in collectively helping coach or assisting coach Kowalczyk during these games what do you think is a big key or where have you learned to get staffs to be on the same page
1: you know what I think it it, it all starts up top first of all I think the guy that you work for uh, has to be you know aligned with the, the staff hours he makes and knowing you know uh, personalities and knowing you know doing his homework on a certain guy or whatever the case may be and I think you know uh, coach wallcheck. I give him uh, you know a lot of credit in, in terms of hiring good people. I think you know hiring good people first off, and I think when you do that, I think everything else kind of falls in place because you know it, it was no egos on our staff. I think we all kind of rubbed off on each other. Well, I see Coach Massey start with him; he's our associate head coach, and uh, I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot from him in terms of you know, one of the best mentors I've been around as far as how to handle certain situations or handle the handle our players as far as mentorship. And uh, he was he was really, really good in that regard. Like I, everybody has a different strengths on staff. And, and I think because of we, the, the way the dynamic was with Coach Massey being a little bit older, right? Mm-hmm. And, and being a mentor. And he's been around a lot of, uh, been around a long time, right? And he's been around certain situations. And and in certain recruiting and he's more old school in terms of how he approached things. Right. So I learned a lot from him. Right. And then Justin Ingram played at Toledo. Right. So he was, he was a little bit younger. The uh, the coach, obviously, uh, a lot younger uh, than the coach Massey. <laughs> but uh, but but Justin Bright, he played at, He played at Toledo, right? right? So player. he was yeah, great player. He was a little bit older than me. He was a worker and was great with player relationships. And, and then myself, you know, coming into the to program, which is always unique, Joe. Too, it's always unique when you go to a program that's already kind of up and running, and you're trying to hit the ground running with that staff. And uh, and you got to kind of fit in. I thought I get, get a great job of that, and, and you know we fed off each other pretty well, right? And then you add on you add Jordan Law, right? Was Jordan Law a little bit younger, right? And uh, he played for Coach Kowalczyk. so the staff dynamic really fit in. I give credit, to, like I said, the, coach, the, the guy up top, you know, because he sets the tone for that stuff. And we just worked well together. You know, I don't think it was, you know, anything special that we did other than, you know, I think it's good people that didn't have egos, that, you know, just, you know, we just won the end of the day. We know, you know, if we all won and everybody's going to be successful. So... I just think that was, uh, you know, just a good staff to be a part of. And uh, those are great guys. And because of that, you know, we end up, you know, we end up winning. Everybody was successful in those last few years, us
0: being at Toledo. You know, one of the other things you guys were a lead in was scouting. You know, everyone talks about Toledo in offense, but trust me, you don't want to go play Toledo and run your four or five actions and think that the point guard's not going to echo it out. And then you guys are going to scream it out. And then, <laughs> next oh. you know, you got to just dive <laughs> into that playbook to maybe go to, you know, action six, seven, eight or yeah. nine, or try to get you guys in transition. But how have you personally tackled scouting? It's
1: so crazy, right? Because every staff and every head coach has a different way of doing things, right? And the beyond is, you know, it's not to say that one works better than the others. You just got to learn a little bit here, right? and A little bit there from different coaches, right? And the and the one thing I'll tell you about us at Toledo when I was there is, like you said, Joe, we did we did a great job, right? We did a, we did a great job with uh with scouting and echoing echoing out calls and, and getting a beat on that so we can take it away. That's just another element that I'm a that I'm trying to implement here at Illinois State as far as play calls. We're really really good at you know asking other teams for play calls and then getting our our top one or two players because it takes. I, I, me personally, I think it it, it wasn't. As easy as you would think, as far as uh, we had a guy named you know uh, Marion Jackson, mm-hmm. Special little the one of the most, some of the most elite players as far as scouting that I've ever been around. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I, some some of that was was I think our staff. We trained them. You know, we got guys better at that every single year they got older. But the some of it was them. Man, they knew Miami, Ohio calling out swivel. Right, we knew exactly what it was, exactly how to guard it. We're going under. So they don't get ahead of steam coming downhill, right? So we knew that they knew, right? And I think that was just that was just tremendous in terms of that. But as far as me talking to scouting, uh, I think, you know, I, again, I learned from a lot of coaches, uh, very detail oriented with John Gross. You know, dating back from when I played for him at Ohio. You know, we had a lot of calls for certain things, both offensively and defensively. And that's probably the approach I'm going to have here at Illinois State. You know, Chris Holtman, Ryan Pete, worked together. They were a lot like that. You know, maybe not as detailed in some areas. I think there's different ways to skin a cat, Mm -hmm. uh, Joe. But I I think, you know, just being detail-oriented and making sure that everybody's on the same page, regardless of how much scouting you do, whether it's a little bit, only a little bit, whether it's a lot. I think it's important that all the players understand kind of what you what you want to take away from the team. It's probably the most important. If I had to say one thing, the most important thing is, all right, is your team on the same page? Does everybody know exactly how you guys want to defend this team? Exactly what sets you're taking away? Exactly who you're taking away? That's important. Whether how much or how little you do, that's the most important thing,
0: period. You know, skill development. I look at Ryan Rollins in this year's NBA draft, JT Schumann, another example. You just mentioned Jackson. He still haunts me this three hit against us in the semifinals. But countless guys at Toledo, curious to see, you know, obviously you and the staff, you know, getting your hands and your ability to teach the players at Illinois State. But you watch the NBA finals. We're recording this after game one, essentially five guys spread out, floors open. Uh, versatility. Everyone can shoot or get to the rim. But what are some staples for you in approaching getting players better?
1: I learned a lot from Coach Walchek, and we, you know, whether it's us, you know, whether it's players, probably it's a combination of the two, right? We, you know, obviously, you know, felt like we recruited um, at a high level at Toledo, getting getting really, really good players in, in our system. But you know, I, I think a lot of it too was every every day, you know, even you know, a lot a lot of teams want to get better in all season, right? Which is it's great, right? You got more time. Guys are working out with this field trailer. Guys are getting one on one. They're getting shots up. All that stuff in all season, which is great, right? That's great. Uh, the all season is time where you really got to focus, hone in some things, to get better, right? And I think that's really, really important. I think the next aspect of it, of it is, you know, at Toledo when I was there, we did an unbelievable job at getting guys better during the year, right? And we would, we every day, we would have guys getting shots up every single day you know every day whether it's 20 minutes 30 minutes every single day we're getting shots up
0: the greatest Um, warm up in college basketball in my opinion too it's insane how you guys do it but sorry
1: (laughs) yeah oh yeah I got you yeah yeah yeah. it's a small thing right small thing right but getting guys shots up and One of the most underrated things I thought we did is every year, you know, for the most part, you know, obviously everybody knows how good of of a coach, uh, offensive coach, Coach Walchick is. But, you know, we ran the same plays pretty much. He runs the same plays every year. He may have some tweaks Mm -hmm. and some different wrinkles and stuff. But every year we did the same. We we did some some of the same plays that guys are used to. And what happens is over the course of your development from freshman year to your senior year, you know the play calls and the hand signals that Coach Kowalczyk is doing so much that it's kind of ingrained in your head mentally and physically already where you know exactly what's going on. You probably know exactly, you know, as through scouting and all, you know exactly how, you know, whoever, how Akron or Kent State is guarding ball screens, right? So, and we work on those things. We don't just work on just, You know, hey, you're going to dribble five times, six times between your legs. Then you're going to go to this cone, in and out. Mm. Yeah, that's cool in the offseason at times, right? It gets you you know better and whatnot. But, Mm -hmm. you know, we focus on, you know, uh, in this play, right, in our, you know, two-guard series, right? Right. right? You're coming, we're going going to run this, and you come off a ball screen like this, and you're coming off, you're getting 15 to 20 shots before we go to the next shot or next Mm -hmm. rep, right? Of exactly how you're going to, not only are you going to get that, we're working on this in the offseason or during the season, but that's the shot you're going to get during the game. Right. Right. That's, a, you know, so many guys, I think nowadays you work on stuff that, hey, man, you're probably not using that in the game. Probably not. Right. So we, we try to work on shots they're actually getting and just getting tons of shots up, man, to be the best, you know, best shooting team that you can. I think if you have that, if you have a combination of a lot of guys doing that, I think uh, probably you're going to have a good team if you're working on those things on a daily basis and doing that regularly.
0: You know, Walt, I always wanted to ask you, what about, like, how did you get your guys to, obviously Coach Kowalczyk gave the guys so much freedom in transition. How did you incorporate that just in skill development of getting guys shots early in the offense?
1: Yeah, it may be, may seem simple for me saying this, but just, you know, playing fast. I mean, mm. just getting up and down. If you got an open shot, take it. You know, player freedom. You know, we keep the game. I, I think uh, a lot of it's crazy. I think if if a lot of people came and were able to come to a Coach Kowalczyk-style practice at Toledo, They'll be amazed on how simple our practices are. Like it's not we don't we don't do a ton to be honest with you. You know our guys understand exactly what we want. I think it simplifies it, which I think if you simplify it for today's players, it's better. Less is more. I think that's that is real, especially nowadays when you got a team and a roster that you know it's a one year turnaround with all the transfers. Less is more. In terms of how how quickly can you get ingrained in the head what a good shot is, right? How quickly can you get in the head of, hey, this is what we want to do on defense, right? So I think that helps, you know, for, in terms of, you know, simplifying some things.
0: Coach Peden, high-level recruiter at Ohio State. You guys mentioned, like, one of the things that attracted him about this job at Illinois State was the location, you know, can get in there and get to different areas and regions and so forth. But you had really good players, obviously, at Toledo. You mentioned Coach Paris, great coach high-level recruiter, Chattanooga. You had some really good success earlier in your career with recruiting. Like, when did you develop your own recruiting philosophy?
1: Yeah, I think it all started with John Gross. I think uh, even though I, I didn't have the, you know, it wasn't my role to recruit, I picked up things in the office, right? And uh, I just really just I stayed in my lane when I was at Illinois at the GA and kind of just did what the coaches ass, but also watched those guys. Um, I watched them to see how they recruited the areas they recruited, you know, how John Gross wanted things. And I think, it, you know, after I got done and I was I was at Ball State after that, I think I learned, you know, how James Wifford did things, right? And, uh, and then after that, I took it, you know, to my first assistant job at Chattanooga. I kind of took that philosophy in a combination of two uh, to me at Chattanooga where just, you know, hard work. I think having a, a certain system uh, to how you do things, you know, in certain areas that you recruit and where you're from, um, and working along, alongside with the staff that you have, uh, I think you just—I think every coach is different that way, developing their niche. Um, I have my niche in terms of how I do things and how I operate. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it's just about you know consistency. I think I, I think for me and my you know in my life in general is, is you know I have my wife makes fun of me, uh, Joe, because I have this I have this I have I have these notes in my phone that if I lost these notes in my phone, my life would be it would be totally crazy, right? Because I have notes in my phone and. Where I go through, like, checklists every day in terms of what I need to get done, mm. right? And it may be some of his personal stuff, right? Some of his it, it personal stuff, right? Some stuff I need to get that done at home. Some I need to, my right. wife wants me to do or whatever. And it's, you know, some of that mixed in with that is also work and obviously recruiting, obviously it's that that's always on the list. Um, and obviously this business, but very, very consistent in, in terms of, you know, how I do these in terms of calling uh, on guys and being persistent. I think that's, you know, for me, um, again, I, that that that's for me. I think everybody does it differently. But for me, I think being consistent is very, very important in recruiting uh, nowadays, you know, how and especially how I want to do things. I learned it. From an early age, you know, in terms of in the business, uh, for, you know, from John Gross.
0: You know, you mentioned your wife and you and your wife just celebrated a wonderful anniversary. You guys are um, soon to be parents. How have you balanced, you know, being this high rising, really successful assistant coach to being a you know great husband and, and soon to be father?
1: Well. Yeah. I'm still trying to work on that drug I'll let you <laughs> i let I'll let you know when I figure it out, but no, no no it's just, in all seriousness I think uh you know I, I think it's yeah it's early for me right now, and uh obviously my wife is you know she's almost at her twentieth week mark uh, as far as being pregnant and mm-hmm. uh it, it's gonna be an adjustment for me because you know right now in, in the last few years, it's been easy for me in terms of in terms of when I go home, you know I just got my dog at home and, and my wife and it's you know, we we like our our personal time, free time, right? And we, you know, we always we always had time to you know go out for a dinner date or right. go out for lunch or whatever it may be, right? Mm-hmm. We 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 always made that work, so that hasn't really been a problem, you know. Uh, you know, and luckily, you know, I've worked for good guys, right, good coaches, to where, you know, we we work hard, right? We don't get us wrong, we work we work extremely hard, but you know, when it's time to go home at times, you know, we we go home and we spend time with our families, you know, that's not. You know, I think it's again it's a lot a lot of coaches out here that they're in the office from, you know, seven AM to, you know, ten o'clock at night or whatever. And I'm not saying those guys are wrong for doing that. I'm not. Every every coach has their way of doing things. But I, I've been lucky enough to where I haven't had to make that decision between, you know, hey, dog, can I go home at this time or you know, can I go to dinner with my wife at this time, or uh-huh. you know, do I need to be in the office at at seven thirty exactly? Uh, I haven't had that, you know, from some of the guys I've worked with over the course of the last few years. So in that regard, it's been pretty smooth for me. It really has. Right? Now, when, when the baby comes out here in October, it's probably going to be a little bit tougher for me kind of figure out. right? And I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll try to navigate that difference, and
0: uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure you will. So I always end the podcast. What are some simple tips for young coaches?
1: Simple tips, I'll give three main points. Right. I'll give the, the first thing is, Be a good person. Be a good person. Um, I think that in this business, especially with the amount of, you know, stuff that goes on, I think being a good person can go a long way. I think doing that. Second thing, in terms of recruiting, and on the basketball front, I'll tie them in together, is be very, very consistent with your work. Every day, show up every day, get things done, you know, in terms of, you know, on the floor coaching, basketball, getting shots up with guys you know, uh, whatever your head coach wants. And I think it's different. Again, it's different for a lot of head coaches. You know, a lot of, some coaches are all about ball, right? And they have certain recruiters, right? Some coaches are all about recruiting, right? And they want you to recruit and they'll handle the core stuff. So I think, you know, finding that balance uh, with what your head coach wants, but being consistent no matter what your head coach wants, whatever it is, being consistent on that front, as far as the basketball recruiting and recruiting aspect of it, uh, is really, really important. And the last point uh, to keep it simple is continue to learn and, and just don't, don't, don't feel like you have all the answers. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of stubborn, Joe, at times. And, and sometimes I got to remind myself that, right? Because, you know, every every everybody has ideas, right? Hey, I, when I work for him, it hey, did this and work. Well, everybody, you know, a lot of coaches have won out here. So how can you take a little bit here, a little bit there? And continue to learn to try to help you grow uh, your your knowledge that way, I think is important. So those three things uh, I think are really, really important uh, to keep it simple you know, in terms of being an assistant coach at Division One level.
0: Well, Coach Walt, you are a high-level player, and you've demonstrated today how you are becoming a high-level assistant. And, you know, just the respect you have for those who've mentored you in this business, you know, it's something that I really, really take out of this podcast. Definitely consistent from start to end. Uh, it's a big word. I'm going to use that with my 7-year-old today when he gets home from school. But, like, massive respect for me. All the best in year one with Coach Pete. And, you know, I just want to thank you for coaching me today and, and taking some time out of your schedule and, and truly helping young coaches. Oh, no problem, Joel. Anytime you want to have me back home, man, we'd love to do it. So I appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Okay, take care. That was a great conversation with Coach Walt Off it. Here are some things that I love that Coach Walt said on why he coaches. His brother, Coach Joshua Jones, and Coach Walt, first thought about coaching, playing video games growing up. They loved the NCAA football game and fell in love with the recruiting aspect of the game. On the role that Coach Waltz, high school coach, played in his life, Scott Hetty at Warren Central High School inspired him. Coach Hetty opened his eyes on so many fronts. I love when Coach Waltz said, High school coaches, they lay the foundation. Such a great statement about high school coaches. They truly do. Two master's degrees, Coach Walt. Awesome. And who is Coach Ryan Peden? He's a great person. He's very genuine. The connections that Coach Ryan has made in his life is amazing. And these connections have helped shape him as a coach. I loved how a few times Coach Walt talked about taking bits and pieces from everyone. Great advice for young coaches. Oh, and how Coach Holtman gets his assistant coaches ready to become head coaches? Ohio State. Offensive coordinator approach. Coach Peden directed the offense for the last seven seasons. On working for Coach Kowalczyk at Toledo, Coach Walt said he is special. He is a CEO, and he is amazed at the impact that Coach Kowalczyk makes on the program day-to-day. How about the advice that Coach Walt shared on being on the same page as a staff while he worked at Toledo? It all starts up top with the guy that you work for. And Coach Todd hired good people. Everything else fell in place. There was no egos on that coaching staff. On scouting, echo out play calls. Getting our top one or two players to buy into scouting. Coach John Gross started this process with Coach Walt. How detailed Coach Gross was. Everyone has to be on the same page. Make sure the players know what you want to take away from an opponent. On skill development, Coach Kowalczyk taught him that every day they shoot the basketball. Every single day, we focused on how to score in Coach Todd's offense and how opponents defended these actions. Work on shots you get in the game and be the best shooting team that you can be. I also liked when Coach Walt said, Our guys knew exactly what Coach Todd and the staff wanted. Less is more is real. Great quote. On his recruiting philosophy, Coach Walt picked up things when he was a GA for Coach Gross. Stayed in my lane as a GA, but watched closely. Again, great advice for GAs out there. Being consistent in terms of how I recruit. Again, learn this approach from Coach John Gross. Coach Walt's wife is 20 weeks pregnant. Wishing Walt and his wife the best. And finally, Coach Walt's simple tips for young coaches. Be a good person. Be very consistent with your work. Know what your head coach wants. And continue to learn. Don't feel like you know all the answers. Thank you, Coach Walt Offit, for sharing your story. Subscribe, rate, and review on whatever platform that you are currently listening. And we are everywhere. Follow Tell Me Your Story Coach on Instagram at Tell Me Your Story Coach. Follow Tell Me Your Story Coach on Twitter at Coach Kevin Dro. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Kevin Mondro. Again, if you're looking for high quality gear this summer, check out Moneyball Sportswear. Click on my show notes below. Use the code DRO, D R O, and shop away. And I can't say this enough. If you are looking for a great book to read this summer, you have to grab a copy of the book, Deep, The Life of Rob Murphy, Alive with Purpose. See my show notes for how you can get a copy of this incredible book by Coach Murph. Stay safe. I can't say this enough. Be you. Keep coaching. And see you on the next episode of the Tell Me Your Story Coach podcast.